This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, March 5th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. New concerns on Prop 19. Dems look to wrap up stimulus. And Americans souring on China. State rethinks farm exemptions to Prop 19 taxes. The California Farm Bureau, the CFBF, took a neutral position on the Proposition 19 ballot measure passed in November, which relates to property transfers. Now the state is raising significant concerns over its guidance for implementing the measure. The intention behind Prop 19 as related to family farms was to allow the next generation of family farmers to continue in operation without being financially disadvantaged, said CFBF policy advocate Robert Spiegel. He was speaking at a committee hearing this week on Senate Bill 359, which aims to resolve other issues with Prop 19. CFBF would like to see SB 539 also clarify the intentions with farms. Spiegel said the CFBF board had initially thought farmers would be protected and may even benefit from Prop 19, but new letters from the State Board of Equalization to assessors have raised alarms over how the state is interpreting the murky language. In a recent commentary, Spiegel called the state's guidance clear as mud and said Prop 19 will likely face multiple legal challenges. Senator Brian Dolly, a Republican of Beaver, was uh, said to be working with the Senate Majority Leader on a fix. U.S. suspends tariffs on U.K. in goodwill gesture. The Biden administration yesterday announced it's suspending some tariffs on the United Kingdom as the U.S. seeks allies to counter growing threats from non-market economies like China. The U.K., when it was part of the European Union, was a party to a European WTO challenge against U.S. subsidies for Boeing. The EU hit the U.S. last year with WTO-sanctioned tariffs that targeted U.S. commodities like cheese and wine. Meanwhile, the U.S. was levying its own tariffs on the EU to punish it for subsidizing Airbus. While the impact of the U.S. lifting tariffs on some British products may have little effect on American farmers, it shows that the Biden administration is following through on promises to amass the support of allies before it confronts China, which currently maintains billions of dollars worth of tariffs on U.S. agriculture commodities. Many of those tariffs are not currently in effect as a result of the Phase 1 deal struck between the U.S. and China in February last year. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. State and local aid could go to broadband. Democrats are pushing toward a final vote on President Biden's $1.9 trillion economic stimulus package, although the legislation will have to go back to the House after Democratic leaders made a series of revisions to shore up support for the measure. Those changes include new language allowing state and local funding to be used for broadband improvements. The package would provide $220 billion for states and territories and $120 billion for local governments. Under the new Senate version, that money could be used for water, sewer, and broadband, 
as well as to cover pandemic-related needs and revenue shortfalls. The bill would provide another $22.7 billion for agriculture and nutrition, including aid for the food supply chain and debt relief for minority farmers. Vice President Kamala Harris cast the deciding vote yesterday afternoon to allow the Senate to take up the legislation and set up a voterama on a number of Republican amendments. By the way, speaking at Commodity Classic, ag equipment manufacturers made the case that broadband is a fundamental piece of infrastructure that provide, that producers will need to use new emerging technologies on their farms. The future of agriculture is going to be more dependent on ensuring that broadband is in place almost more than any other industry that's out there, said Agco Vice President Bill Hurley. Senate Democrats push ahead with Biden plan. Democrats are pushing toward a final vote on President Biden's $1.9 trillion economic stimulus package. But the legislation will have to go back to the House because of revisions made to shore up Democratic support, including tighter limits on the $1,400 a person direct payments. Vice President Kamala Harris cast the the deciding vote yesterday afternoon to allow the Senate to take up the bill, set up a voterama on a number of Republican amendments. Senator Angus King, a Maine independent who supports the bill, indicated yesterday he still hoped to get some rural broadband funding included. Senate Ag Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow told Agripulse that while she supports broadband funding, there also are discussions of doing something, quote, really substantial on broadband in an upcoming infrastructure bill. Stabenow, don't worry about farm program cuts. The Michigan Democrat says she's confident Congress will waive PAYGO rules that would trigger massive cuts in farm programs as a result of the deficit increase in the stimulus package that would create. That waiver would require GOP support, but she notes that Congress agreed to waive the rules after passage of the GOP tax bill in 2017. Americans support tough approach to China. There is fresh evidence that Americans increasingly favor taking a hardline approach with China. According to Pew Research, 89% of Americans consider China a competitor or enemy. 70% want the U.S. to promote human rights in China, even if it harms U.S. economic ties. Some 67% of those polled indicated they have cold feelings toward China. That's way up from just 46% in 2018, and the increased concern crosses party lines. Why it matters? Well, based on the poll, President Joe Biden is on solid political ground in maintaining the Trump administration's tariff and restrictions on Chinese exports. Rejoining TPP won't be easy. The U.S. is seriously considering an effort to get back into the Trans-Pacific Partnership, but it won't be easy or quick because the Biden administration wants to add new labor, environment, and possibly other provisions to the pact, U.S. trade experts and economists said. The existing TPP countries won't likely rush to accept renegotiation after years of work to get it up and running, experts said at a virtual event hosted by American Agriculture Law Association. I think it makes sense to get into the TPP, said Joe Glauber, a senior fellow at the International Food Policy Research Institute, but it's not going to be an easy lift if we come in with a lot of new provisions 
that we're hoping to get all the members to agree to. Sharon Boomer Lauretsen, former Assistant U.S. Trade Representative for Agriculture Affairs and Commodity Policy, said there is a big question as to whether the TPP countries trust the United States to negotiate with us in light of the fact that we dropped out in 2017. Here's today's He Said It. The ability to have a reliable legal workforce represents one of the most important steps forward our industry has made in over 30 years. That California Fresh Fruit Association President Ian LeMay on the reintroduction of the Farm Worker Modernization Act. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, March 5th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Daly.